I came into leadership sort of uh, by chance. Dr. Aida Vega is vice chair for ambulatory care for the Department of Medicine here at Mount Sinai. It's a big job. But of course, Dr. Vega didn't start out as vice chair of anything. Her first job was at a federally qualified health center in Hartford, Connecticut. I came into this practice, and even though I was a practitioner only, I felt as if I could contribute because I would see things that were going on in the practice flow or in the management of patients that um, I felt I could contribute to changing. We tend to think of leadership in terms of grand gestures, speeches, coalitions, capital projects, but that's not where leadership begins. According to Dr. Vega, it begins with the tiny act of spotting room for improvement. On this episode of Success at Sinai, Leading a Clinical Practice, I'm John Earl. Over the next 10 minutes, you'll hear a lot more about leadership from Dr. Vega and another veteran clinician, Dr. Tom Ullman. But first, a message from the Office of Academic Development and Enrichment, which produces this podcast. Here's Associate Dean Dr. Elizabeth Howell. Our Office of Academic Development and Enrichment is a resource for faculty at all levels, but we primarily focus on junior faculty to try to help them um, you know, navigate the Mount Sinai health system, whether that's around promotion, whether that's around job satisfaction, whether that's around work-life balance. Our goal is really to enhance the careers of all of our faculty, whatever track they're on, and help promote job satisfaction and real meaning to their careers. To get smart about your career at Sinai, visit icon.mssm.edu slash about slash O-A-D-E. When we left off, Dr. Vega was talking about spotting areas for improvement. Now, noticing doesn't sound like something you can get better at, but it turns out you can. Dr. Tom Ullman is the chief medical officer for Mount Sinai Doctors Faculty Practice and the senior associate dean for clinical affairs uh, at the medical school. Dr. Ullman says good ideas can come from anywhere, and being open to them alerts you to areas for improvement. Uh, Dr. Howell and I had the great experience of learning at the hands of a a guy named Alvin Feinstein, who was this genius of a guy. And one of his many quotes uh, that, uh, that I've always tried to embrace is that there are no ranks among intellects. That was always a great, you know, a great line of his. And, you know, the, the, the ideas to make change and improve things can come from anywhere. That includes from outside Sinai, which is why it's so important to follow best practices nationwide. As a leader, you have to become much more knowledgeable from a, a national landscape and you see where healthcare is going. So the ideas come sometimes from leaders, other leaders in the institution, from some of my coworkers, or at the national level. Here's an example. Not long ago, Dr. Ullman grabbed an idea from the medical ether and proposed it at Sinai. The idea had to do with star ratings for physicians. It's something that many medical centers had been discussing, including Sinai. Dr. Ullman thought it was a great idea, so he introduced it. The response was not what he was expecting. There was an incredible amount of resistance to it. An incredible amount of resistance. I want to pause here, because up until now, we've been talking about spotting areas for improvement. And now I want to move on to how a clinician leader actually makes change happen. Dr. Ullman and Dr. Vega say it's about building consensus. And that begins with listening to mentors and stakeholders. When I first started... I felt as if, well, if we just change something and we know it's for the better of patient care, everyone's going to agree to it. Um, but I, I, f I wish I had uh, learned that you actually have a, need a lot of senior leadership support and guidance because you 
may not understand all the different parts of um, a, a change. So I think that um, getting someone to mentor you at any level is key. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think, um, you know, and it, and it works two ways. First of all, a wealth of mentors and not just one. The other thing that I think is, is critical, uh, you know, is just this whole business of listening. Uh, and not, not only listening to the advice of, of, of many mentors uh, and colleagues, but of staff that you work with as well. Um, you know, everyone gets affected by some of the things that you desire uh, to change uh, or improve upon. And having multiple checks uh, in, the, in the system along the way uh, is very, very helpful. Uh, and so talking to medical assistants, how's this going? You know, how, you know, how, how is our process for standardizing this bit of work going for you? Was this an overreach? Is it a burden to you? Uh, and, 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 you know, asking questions and really listening uh, to everyone and partnering with as many people uh, as you possibly can. Listening is half the battle. The other key to removing barriers and getting buy-in is communication. It's about that communication. It's about, uh, you know, having a, a purpose, a North Star to guide activity, articulating that vision, uh, and, you know, bringing people along to how we're going to get there because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and, and blessedly, we have a mission statement, a vision statement. We have a core set of values here at Mount Sinai that uh, I believe everyone can get behind when they're their best selves. Enthusiasm helps too. Leadership is giving uh, the vision and the passion. So you have to impart some enthusiasm for being a leader. And that's key. If there's no um, enthusiasm for what you are getting people to want you to, to uh, develop, it, um, it becomes just words to them, and they find all sorts of barriers on why they can't do it. Dr. Ullman overcame resistance to the star rating system by listening to concerns and communicating a vision based on core values. And then, lo and behold, we did it. We set the target. We got everybody lined up with that vision. Uh, we were able to communicate that vision and what it would look like, and it happened. The more you make changes, the more leadership opportunities will open up to you. That said, you're going to have bad days. That's where resilience comes in. How do you become resilient? Well, I think that um, it's not always easy uh, to become resilient because sometimes there are days when you come home and you go, oh my God, that just didn't work out and I'm going to have to try another direction and you might have put a lot of effort into something that just didn't work. Um, so I think you have to um, continually stay positive in, in, in the face of adversity and, and see the, the, long, the, the goal at the end of the road. A nod of agreement? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, just like there are setbacks in clinical medicine, there are setbacks in leadership and management where certain things that we will have uh, devised uh, despite our best intentions will not go in the direction that we wanted them to. Uh, and I think, you know, as long as, uh, as long as we stay true to mission, vision, values, uh, and, and, you know, and make that our, uh, you know, our, our, those, those guiding principles part of what we do every day. Every day when I get off the elevator uh, and go to see patients, uh, I have the opportunity to help people. Uh, and every day when I get off the elevator, you know, and I'm wearing my management hat, uh, I have the opportunity to help my colleagues uh, to, uh, to improve the lives of our patients. That's it for this episode of Success at Sinai. Thank you, as always, to our guests, Dr. Aida Vega and Dr. Tom Ullman. And thanks to the Office of Academic Development and Enrichment, 
Dr. Lakshmi Devi, Dr. Elizabeth Howell, and Rama Chitale. I'm John Earl. Thanks for listening. <laughs>